Do you ever wish we went back to using deposit books and pass books at the bank and all the paper that was associated with it? In this episode, my guest Fabian McCann from Senderscript and I talk about why paperless prescriptions are the way of the future and how mobile can help us get there. Welcome to the Transformation Show, where successful pharmacy owners and technology partners help you to build a better 21st century pharmacy by embracing technology. Here is your host, Robert Starr. G'day everyone and welcome back to Transformation, the only dedicated podcast in the world where pharmacy and technology collide to bring you, the motivated pharmacy owner, all that you need to build your smarter, more successful 21st century business before it's too late. My name's Robert Starr, your host and guide on this fantastic journey of ours, and we're into episode 41. I cannot believe how far we have come this year. It is almost the end of 2015. We started back in March, and it's just been a fantastic journey, and I have all of you to thank for bringing the motivation to me every week, but also for giving me some fantastic questions and feedback which has literally helped to shape and mould this show. And I look forward to, and as I probably will touch on before the end of the year, look forward to hearing what you would like to hear about in 2015. What are your biggest challenges with technology in your pharmacy? And I'll help you to answer those in these shows coming up next year. I've got a great lineup of guests coming your way, but I won't spoil 2015 just yet. I'm so looking forward to bringing you this week's episode and interview, particularly with Fabian McCann from Senderscript. It's been a while since I've tried to get Fabian on the show, and he's agreed finally to come on, and it is an absolute blockbuster interview. It does go for about 48, 49 minutes, so I'm going to try and keep my introductions very short today uh, to make sure we don't get over that hour mark. But it's one to look forward to. We go into quite heated debate about why paperless prescriptions aren't here just yet and also about how mobile is going to help us get there and certainly what great opportunities you have particularly from a professional point of view and also from a retail point of view in utilizing those great applications so that'll be coming your way very very shortly but I'll just fire through some nice questions that have come through this week um, as, as, as in tradition. So a couple of late questions that came through from last week's interview with Heath Tully. So I'll announce the winner on next week's show with that one. And for today, the best question for Fabian, well, boy, oh boy, you are in for a great prize. It's probably the best prize we've had on the Transformation Show and certainly the biggest in terms of what you get. And what Fabian's kindly offered is to give you 12 months of subscription to Senderscript, which is going to be launched just before Christmas. And uh, it's something that every pharmacy in Australia will get great benefit out of as well. So You'll be able to look at that and make sure you get your best question through at the end of this episode. There's always some nice space for you to do that at the bottom of the show notes, which will be robertstar.com forward slash episode 41. And you'll be able to go into um, running for that fantastic prize. But I'm not finished with that yet. You also get the Transformation 2015 bundle, which will include a personally signed copy of the book, as always. And also, when you have a bit of time in January, and of course, if you're in a coastal pharmacy, um, I know that's going to be your busiest period. But certainly, it might be a good idea to rest and reassess uh, where your pharmacy is and plan your best 2015 moving forward. Forward by engaging in the Pharmacy Freedom Index, which is a very easy tool and also going to put through in this prize a $100 credit to, towards your review and assessment session with me. It's 90 minutes of action and we'll plan out your best 2015. And also, you'll be in line behind Luke as uh, one of the first uh, to get hold of the audio book as well, which I mentioned on last week's show, which will be a pre- is already available for pre-order. And uh, it's been a great feedback already. So I look forward to bringing that to you and certainly fulfilling a lot of those pre-orders that came through during the week. Some great listener feedback. And this goes back to episode 38. Um, and Luke 
pop that one in there. And um, it was about improving compliance. So I'll try and do an abridged version because it's a very long question from Luke on that. Uh, but ultimately, it's around he wanted to know improving compliance seems to be a win-win scenario by safeguarding against price disclosure through capitalizing on lost opportunity and improving patient outcomes. I can see potential in using silent alarms on the eye health edge to alert dosing times and um, the role pharmacist complains setting up and educating patients to that end. The potential of smart pills that follow the tablet's journey has been well documented. So the question is around what is eye health stand on the issue of compliance tracking and is there an app attached to dose administration aids uh, on the way um, or to the Webster pack folders. So um, really, um, Craig might jump in and answer that for you, Luke, as well, but I'll do my best to answer that for you as well. So what is available to you already? And I'll go in order of what's I guess the more advanced solutions down to the very basic. So you've already got WebStickHare SMS code uh, compliance software available uh, where there are codes printed into the cards or even onto the blisters uh, that the patients can uh, receive an SMS when their uh, medication is due and they type in that code to tell you in the pharmacy that they've already taken that medicine. And if they don't do that at the allotted time, a family member or carer will be notified that that hasn't been done within 15 minutes and therefore you can follow up as well. But also the um, outsourced packaging providers being APHS and MPS also have some electronic compliance devices which aren't fully available to everyone just yet. But I know there's been some great trials with various community groups all around Australia and um, essentially that's where the uh, packets or the um, sachets come and spit out from the uh, electronic device um, and if the dose isn't ripped or taken from that device within 15 minutes a similar set of alerts will then go to the carer or the family as well so it certainly is um, available and then you go down to MedAdvisor where you do get you get administration reminders every day if you enable them. And certainly that might be the easiest way to get started now. A lot of the other ones are quite hard to bolt on, but if we're already utilizing something like MedAdvisor in the pharmacy for prescription refills and ordering, just to enable the uh, compliance component as well. And certainly because the profile's already coming through Guildcare, which comes from your dispense system, it's probably the most efficient way you can implement it in your pharmacy. But of course, if your patients just want to do it all themselves, then you can also uh, implement the uh, MedicineWise NPS app, uh, which enables them to put their own uh, profile in there and it's fully fully taken care of by the patient. So hopefully that will help you out. Um, also, a Pharmacy Freedom Index insight for this week, and I'm not going to touch on a huge one because we're all very, very busy in our business. And obviously, it can be really overwhelming at the moment, um, particularly around planning rosters and staff around upcoming holidays, making sure you've got planned enough stock to ca carry you through over the break because of the wholesaler closures, and also helping your patients get ready for travel, and also fitting in their pharmacy visits in their busy Christmas shopping schedule. So not to mention the administration processes that always come up at the end of the year. So I know we're very overwhelmed at the moment, but just remember to take a break and have a laugh with your team during the periods of high traffic and stress. It can be nothing worse than everyone getting stressed and feeling sick around the number of patients coming through and the demands being taken. But just take a couple of minutes, perhaps each week, or if you can afford it each day, just to tell a joke or have a laugh. And I've got a nice little free tool that'll only take you two minutes uh, to have that laugh and perhaps even give your patients a bit of a laugh. And that's called Elf Yourself. Um, Office Max in the US have had this for many, many years, um, and it's now available to you as an iPhone and I think also an Android app as well, where in two minutes you can just take a quick headshot of up to five of your team, and it creates a fun video of uh, you becoming elf dancers. And uh, you can even post that on social media to your customers. And it, I think the link expires at the end of the year. So it's not something you're going to have to live with in a digital footprint for the rest of your life. 
but it's just a really fun example. And I've done one myself so that you can have a laugh at me, as, as I always do. And uh, have a look. And uh, if you're interested, uh, go ahead. And I'd love to you to tag me in it and so I can have a look and see how much fun you've had in your pharmacy. But it will only take you two minutes. It's not going to be a huge burden on your time. That just gives everyone a laugh. And of course, when we're laughing, we're a lot happier and we can deal with all the stress coming up. And just before we get started with our interview today, I wanted to bring something that literally just fell into my hands this morning. And that was the announcement of Australia's potentially first, and if any of our listeners already know of one, please pull me up on it. But for me, it would probably look like Australia's first cashless pharmacy, uh, which is announced in Mulgrave, Victoria, one of the National Pharmacies Group's chains. And so I looked in, I looked to interview someone out of there in the next in the next few weeks um, to really take that a little bit further. But that certainly amplifies one of the stress levels that sit in our business in that we've got to manage cash and there's a lot of administrative processes around it. And if we just take cash out of it, and we're going to hear from Fabian today how we can literally do that with the with a smartphone application, how much stress that might actually relieve and also free up time in our businesses as well. So without further ado, on to our interview. Our interview today is with Fabian McCann. He's the founder of Senderscript and a pharmacy owner. He believes that all pharmacies would need to innovate their customer and business links in the future to be sustainable. Fabian McCann, welcome to the Transformation Show. Uh, good morning, Robert. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, look oh, look. By the way, sorry, mate. Congratulations on uh, your book, Transformation. Went wonderful publication for pharmacy. Oh, cheers, cheers, Fabian. I always appreciate those, and uh, thank you for coming down all the way from uh, up north and uh, and making it down for the launch. It was fantastic. Look, it's it's great to have you on this morning, and you know certainly uh, you know we're talking a lot now, and we're seeing a lot both in and out of our pharmacies of the development of mobile applications and functionality that ultimately gives our customers and our patients greater control over the major reasons why they come to see us in the first place. So I think our listeners are going to be very spoilt today. Uh, knowing your background and also the fact that uh, you're a pharmacy owner who really chose to create their own des- create his own destiny and uh, it really making big changes in your pharmacy and hopefully every other one's of our listeners. Oh, thank you very much, uh, Robert. I hope I can help. <laughs> no worries, no worries. So Fabian, can, can you give us a little bit of a story? I always love to start with one. How did you start in pharmacy and particularly, you know, why did you start to see that technology was really going to be a key aspect of a pharmacy business moving forward in the 21st century? Uh, that's a pretty good question, Robert. Um, there is a bit of a story and, and like most uh, uh, opportunities and things that happen in life, it wasn't something I consciously decided to do. It, I sort of end up falling into it and it was based primarily around um, the fact that I ended up uh, getting a, a contract with a, a nursing home for my pharmacy. And it was quite a big contract and I had to uh, quite quickly do a, a shop fit to cater for the increase in um, dispensary and prescription workload. And, uh, and what I found very quickly was the technology around trying to communicate um, between the nursing home, the doctor, the hospital and the pharmacy. I hadn't really worked in that space uh, before um, and after a very short period of time I couldn't believe how ancient and how difficult and how repetitive um, and how much you have to do the same thing twice in regards to communicating the changes and needs of that nursing home and all the, all the people involved in getting it back to the pharmacy getting it uh, done for the, the med shards and the, and the new packs, etc., and getting delivered down there. Uh, it just became a very frustrating time for me. Um, and I looked around and there was nothing really that solved it. There was a few things on the market, but to implement them, you needed the actual agreement of the nursing home management or you needed doctor's cooperation and so forth. So basically, um, I went down a journey of, of saying, okay, well, I better do something myself that's, that's quite inexpensive and simple. And, and to me, the answer at the time was the mobile phone in my hand. Mm, no, fa- fa- fascinating. And I guess what was the first step that you took to try and solve that problem? Well, the first step was, um, I suppose, the way back, um, <clears throat> I think it was 2010 or was it when, 11, when we got news through that the 
the, the Medicare had uh, had legislated for allowing paperless prescriptions in pharmacy. I know to this day that hasn't eventuated, <laughs> yeah. even though it was passed three or four years ago. But uh, that particular piece of news and legislation, I just assumed that it would be implemented fairly quickly because it's you know it would be such a benefit to all of us that I just jumped straight in and um, grabbed the yellow pages and tried to look for a software developer who could implement some of my ideas. That was the start of it, and obviously uh, there was a lot of uh, dead ends and roadmaps and landmines after that point, but it was that piece of legislation, and I straight away thought, well, if it's paperless prescriptions, then all we just need is a, an IT communication link. Um, and so that's that was a catalyst for the start of, of SenderScript. Yeah. Now, look again, and, this, and some of the some of the best products and companies all around the world come back to that initial problem. Um, and uh, you know, paperless prescriptions, particularly in an aged care environment, we were so burdened by the amount of owing prescriptions and the uh, really manual and very frustrating process around hospital discharges and communication with specialist practitioners, general practitioners, nursing homes that all needs to work a little bit better than it currently does and uh, certainly the developments around the uh, personally controlled electronic health record should enable some of that as well as obviously the uh, paperless prescriptions but we're still not there right yet are we and uh, we're uh, still looking at a lot of obviously QR codes and barcodes how far do you think it's it's going to be away from you know realistically having that paper prescription out of our workflow Well, when I started and got into it, um, I was quite proactive and, and worked with the industry and, and kept going back to the drawing board and, and, and understood the, the issues of, of why it wasn't happening. Um, <clears throat> but I suppose after you know three and a half years now, Robert, my enthusiasm for the uh, implementation of innovation in our industry has gone from um, uh, one of cooperation and, and and support to I'm starting to feel a little bit of a resentment because it is it, the time frame is very it's ridiculous um, the, the, what you just asked me then is already mm. there mate I mean it's there in Sender Script it's there in a lot of other industries um, it's just not implemented because yeah. the the issue with us is there's obviously a lot of people at the table if you've got the the prescribers um, you've got the um, you know the suppliers you've got uh, the, the dispensers like us, um, and then you've also got the consumers. You've got a lot of people at the actual table trying to work out what's the right way to do these things. But um, I, I believe the technology is there, mate, and the fact that it's not um, in infra pharmacy is, is it's starting to become a bad taste for me. I, I, I'm starting to resent it actually, because as you mentioned, the, the, the negativity of cash flow in pharmacy is just outrageous. Mm. I mean, you know, you, you've got to wait three or four weeks for a doctor to write a paper script for a, a medication chart change. And then you've got to actually put into your claim, submit it, and then wait another two weeks to get paid. I mean, w what industry do you know that waits eight weeks to get paid after supplying a product? Yeah. I mean, that, that cash flow is in our situation is getting quite, quite hard to, uh, to hold. I mean, the, the amount of debt that you're holding um, and chasing is, is outrageous. Yeah, no, look, absolutely. And I think even if we look globally, um, you know, where where we're still working in these archaic manual and paper-based paper processes, it does get well out of hand. I think it was well documented what pharmacies were struggling with over in uh, Spain and also in Greece last year with their cash flow cycles. And look, obviously, there was a lot of government issues involved there. But, you know, there's all also a great story that came out from earlier this year from um, George Tambassis from the Guild counterparts in Portugal, which encountered a similar target process. And the only way that process was able to be enhanced and solved was leveraging the technology and fast tracking that process. And like you say, the technology's there. It really does need to have those parties come together and actually say, let's do this right now. And I, I can't imagine that GPs would honestly be wanting to go back and having to write out owing prescriptions every single week when they go to the nursing home and write up a chart for six months. It just doesn't make sense, does it? Well, mate, I've had dinner with a couple of uh, GPs over the last uh, you know 
year or so, and every single one that I have dinner with, we're just talking, we're not talking business, we're just talking generally um, life. But it, it eventually does come back to what you do for a living anyway. So we do discuss <laughs> the issues we mentioned. And I could tell you that 100% of them weren't even aware of the fact that, that there's paperless prescriptions legislated and there's actually um, Excel spreadsheets sitting in the webmaster at Medicare ready to be uh, implemented by the industry software. Um, when you tell them that, they absolutely get very angry because the duplication that they have to do and the, and the writing, they'd rather just be treating their patients, um, you know, diagnosing them and prescribing. I mean, the fact that there are spreadsheets for med charts already um, drives them. They're just, they'd be just as uh, keen to implement it as pharmacists, I can tell you that. Mm. And, and but you... They're, not aware, they're not aware of it. Their software, I mean, they're, they're, they're in their offices doing their thing, right? Um, yeah. The practice managers are doing their thing. They just, they just wait for the software updates each month like we do. They're unaware of um, the fact that, that that's possible. Yeah, well, like, like like us, you know, they're they're trying to squeeze as much physically into each five to fifteen minute appointment, and you know the time that it would require them to do things through third parties to enable that process is probably going to be too much time for them or their practice manager. So, it really does need to work perfectly with all the vendors. And and do you think that's where the where the roadblock is? Is it that the framework's available but the but the private enterprises that control the majority of all the software of clinical software and, and the like um, aren't embracing it or is it the other way around? No, it's definitely what you said, mate. Slam done. Yeah. I mean they're the ones that, that control the the software. I mean without them uh, initiating that at the moment the rest of us can do nothing about it yeah now look i guess with all of these things particularly the health record and we've seen that overseas as well the speed in which uh it gets implemented is obviously uh pretty proportional to the uh adoption from the private enterprises that control the funding of the uh clinical software and the like um and uh until they buy into the process and want to fast track it it often doesn't happen but look obviously the functionality is what we want to see happening we're seeing in a lot of industries now we're seeing customers actually getting probably more frustrated with the fact that we're not allowing them to do more with their mobiles. They're able to go to their bank now. They're able to see their bank balances, transfer money anywhere in the world. They're able to book their holidays from their phones. They're able to order pizzas from their phones. So I I don't think it's too far away from a customer revolution in that space. And uh, certainly it'd be interesting. And and perhaps you may actually uh, have some experience with knowing about this. What what are the customers thinking, um, particularly on these boards um, at at Medicare, about getting this happening quicker? Well, you touched on a couple of industries there, and you're absolutely spot on. I mean, security functionality of the cloud and the firewalls and the encryption and all that you mentioned for bank share trading and, and other secured industries i mean that's there uh ocr optical character recognition is there voice recognition is there um being able to securely uh send anything through a mobile or wireless is a lot more secure than um emailing uh documents uh even posting documents you know if they get lost so the functionality and technology is there, Robert. You're right. Now, the problem is now you've got to take that and you've actually got to model it. In, uh, you've got to take it and model it into a business, don't you, and, and apply it to your particular industry, which for us is pharmacy and, more importantly, our customer base. So I believe that uh, it's not something that you can do overnight. It's it's definitely a mindset that you have to say that that's this is what you want to do and this is right for my business, and then you have to start on a journey, unfortunately, like everything. Um, because the current business model today needs to change. Um, it's not just introducing a, an app into your pharmacy. I mean, you know, that's not going to do much for you, uh, but it, it's only a tool. I mean, it's a business model I think you and I really uh, understand and need to discuss rather than an actual application itself. Yeah, no, look, it's, it's part, of, part of the workflow. And, you know, as we talk about a lot on this show, the technology is really there to just enable things to happen a lot quicker and more efficiently. But ultimately, if your process isn't there from the beginning um, and your prescription reception process, irrespective of whether it's a physical or a digital one, if it's not good, it's a, 
by injecting an application or technology, you're only going to amplify the mistakes and the problems for the customers. So we've obviously got to get that right. But I guess you're hearing, because like you say, on those Medicare boards that are controlling the speed of everything around the private enterprise, the consumer representatives, what what are their feelings at the, about this, I guess, the lack of action or change since that legislation came in? Um, I think that uh, at the moment, some of the consumer bodies that I've spoken to, they have a, uh, a they're a little resident when it comes to our industry. Uh, we haven't we haven't really kicked a few, kicked too many goals in the last few years, um, and I, I think that uh, we tend to get painted a little bit as a um, with the negativity around drug companies and and. Uh, pushing medications and all this other sorts of uh, uh, PR rubbish that some of the, the consumer groups push out. Yeah. Um, so you really, from my point of view, Robert, you really have to come down to your individual business basis and just concentrate on your own customers and developing their trust with you in what technology you want to implement. I don't see it as taking it from a, a, an umbrella industry approach by saying, hey, we're going to be doing this as an industry, you know, jump on it. Um, I don't know if there's that sort of that much goodwill to implement that sort of change on a micro level, but I really think that, in, our, in my case certainly, um, taking charge of your own business and, and using the, the trust and faith that your customers have in you is definitely the way to go. Yeah. Um, Absolutely, and I guess down that down that pathway, that's why you develop SenderScript for your customers and for your pharmacy. And I guess you know, given our, given most of our listeners are going to be able to experience it uh, before Christmas, um, where does it sit in relation to existing services around prescription transfer and um, and and I guess tra- transmission through um, from GPs to pharmacies um, as compared to some of the ones that they may be working with at the moment being uh, MedAdvisor or Health Notes or ERX Express, which have different prescription reminder and uh, ordering capabilities. But I guess where do, where, do you, where do you sit and I guess what are the biggest problems that uh, Sanderscript are able to solve for our listeners? Um, well, let's just take it to a basic point, Robert, that every single, I would say, that's not every single, say over 95% of your customers would be walking around with a mobile or a smartphone in their pocket, okay? So if you, if you factor that in, then basically you have the opportunity to communicate with them or they communicate with you at any particular time. So it really, the, the basic functionality is it enhances and maximizes the link with your business to your customer um, communicating through their phone. Now that can be their ability to order prescriptions, that can be your ability to, to um, connect with them regarding admin issues or retail offers or um, helping organise uh, other family members, etc. You know, whatever you need for your business regarding communication, it all really should be going through the phone just for the sheer fact that when you need to get them, you can. When they need to get you, they can. Uh, in regards to the other um, uh, apps and stuff that's available now in the pharmacy industry, um, my philosophy is to get as many consumers through, my, sorry, as many customers through my front door to increase my sales and revenue. And not only get them through the front door, but have the opportunity for my staff and my business to um, offer customer satisfaction and retain their business uh, so they might consider coming back um, and become a repeat business customer of mine. So whatever application does that, I embrace. If I have, I've got about, I don't know, 40, 50 apps in my phone. How many have you got on yours, Robert? Uh, I think we're probably well over about 150 or 200. <laughs> but to be perfectly honest, I'm probably deleting more than I'm actually uh, installing these days. Well, that's exactly what you've got to do with Send a Script and other things too, mate. I mean, you've got to, you're basically... Um, individualizing it to your needs and that's what you do um, you start off with a lot of things and then you narrow down on what what you use the most and what you don't so going back to those other apps I mean I would there's no reason why I wouldn't have all those particular um, 
uh, applications in my pharmacy. I mean, I, some of my friends use Viber, some of my friends use Skype, some of my friends use WhatsApp. All I want to do is speak to my friends. Yeah. Whatever app they want to use to communicate with, um, I've got to have on my phone so I can so I can um, speak to them. So, but I, so but I get but I guess we've also got to factor in the the real estate. Like you know, I don't think that uh, um, every like there's obviously a lot of competition for smartphone real estate now, and you know, with cu- with customers probably deleting more than they're likely to install, we probably don't want to confuse them, and particularly given the older customers as well by having too many applications. And look, f- from my experience, there are there is some crossover. But um, I, I guess, <clears throat> I guess, for the point of view, it does come down to the individual pharmacy and the individual um, issues that they're trying to actually solve or enhance by um, engaging with one of those app providers, and um, you know, also not taking away from the fact that they don't want it to be uh, taking away from their own pharmacy identity. Right. Well, I can't really speak about the other apps because I don't mm. know how they were developed. Yeah. But with mine, uh, it's been developed by myself by my pharmacy staff. Um, particularly the, the in-store dashboard software. Um, it's, it's really been um, developed through feedback from pharmacy assistants um, and pharmacists on their, and the ability to use it and the simplicity of it. Um, the actual app itself um, has been, you know, every one of my customers that use it, I say to them, please give me feedback. You know, what, what confused you? What, what didn't you know? What were the what-if moments when you were, when you were experiencing it? Um, would, is it, would there be anything more that you'd like to have? And so those sort of questions and feedback we've been sort of getting over the months for the last few years. So what I have now is, is really what the customer has developed, um, not what I think they should have. Um, so I'm not sure what's in the others, but mm. the, the next version we're bringing out is, is purely around what my customers would see as a benefit to them. Um, and, and it's only a tool for your business, mate. I mean, yeah. mine is really aimed at poor time situations um, those late nights when you need to find a pharmacy um, you're in a rush but you need to get your prescriptions filled so you can just duck in and grab them or if you want to introduce mail ordering or, or delivery or whatever it's uh, it's only a tool for your business and it's only an, uh, a great customer service for them to know that they have that op- that uh, service available to them in, in times when they they need to communicate on the run um, yep. outside of, of Outside of actually being inside your store, yeah. So it's ex- it's extending your your, your in store pharmacy to outside. Yeah. No, absolutely. And and look, I guess to give out to give our listeners a little bit of a, a background, just to see obviously where they're at in terms of what they're looking at to achieve through engaging in mobile tools and so forth. Can you give our listeners a little bit of a rundown as to what are the core functions of the uh, the new and the new and improved sender script? Okay, so the, the sender script is based originally around the functionality of, of ordering and organising your prescriptions. So you can, when you uh, find a pharmacy, the only pharmacies that will come up in your phone are ones that are open. So obviously if they're closed, it's, it's useless information. So the starters that only open pharmacies, um, nearest search or of your favourite. Um, now, with regards to sending prescriptions to your, the pharmacy, you could be sending images in case uh, yeah, your handwritten scripts from specialists or whatever. Um, you can scan barcodes, QR codes. Um, there's another functionality there for vaccine ordering because I know that holding vaccines is quite expensive for us and you don't get credit if they go out of date or, or get spoiled. So there is a, a vaccine ordering functionality which basically has says to the, to the owner of the pharmacy or the dispensary, um, do I need it today, ASAP, or you could book a date in, which either means you can order it in, or that person can go and find another pharmacy where it's available. So that vaccine ordering functionality just takes care of that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so then, then it goes through the steps of sending a prescription, and then basically it goes to the pharmacy, and then the pharmacy notifies you when um, it's dispensed, or they notify you if they can't dispense it, etc. Um, and then the other thing we're putting there now is is pos deals, which is your the retail, the retail um, arm now of SenderScript, and it's based around geo-targeting, uh, marketing, and retailing. So it's a live uh, dashboard of, of offering to your customers promotions, products, deals, um, 
which you set up in your pharmacy. I think it takes under two minutes, Robert. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, pu- it pushes us out, pushes it out similar to, uh, I suppose everyone's heard of iBeacons or, or uh, Vicindis, and you basically, uh, from the pharmacy, decide on the radius of how you want to, um, or who wants to see your particular retail office. So it's, it's enhancing the, um, the opportunity of, of marketing to your customers uh, or to any other customer that comes into the certain range of your pharmacy. And then to finish that suite off, we have a mobile payments. So now you can actually uh, also order your scripts and pay for them through your mobile um, or, and also buy promos, codes, retail offers, catalogs and pay for them through your mobile as well. Oh, fantastic. So ultimately, like in terms of the payments, um, there would be the ability for, to have in-app type purchases, I imagine. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And then from that, you know, you trigger on to rewards, loyalty programs, etc. So that's what, I mean, mobile mobile payments, really, it's still using a Visa card, MasterCard or Amex, etc. Robert, it's, yeah. it's nothing special in regards to the basic banking functionality of it. But where mobile payments is, is very exciting is it allows you to really use some innovation or some thinking into a bit into business models for your own particular pharmacy. So the, a lot of the things that are coming out now uh, for mobile payments is around business models, not necessarily the, the ability to use your Visa card, but it's, it's like you said, it's, it's doing those um, those countdown bomb offers, those uh, special uh, deals, you know, in the next two hours and people be able to, to take advantage and pay for them right on the spot. Yeah. So it's it's the business models around payments, which is exciting. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and just because it's very topical at the moment, and we've discussed it quite a bit in recent episodes, um, are you, is that going to be integrated with things like Apple Pay that are looking to come our way in Australia next year? Uh, yes. Uh, with I, My payments platform is with uh, Braintree. Uh, which is now a, a sub-company of PayPal, which is a sub-company of eBay. So Apple has, Apple Pay is certainly, uh, um, uh, Braintree has certainly integrated their APIs with um, Apple Pay, um, it, and it's something that we, we will be um, implementing into our own Braintree functionality in uh, early 2015. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I guess it's almost even re- re- potentially removing uh, the capability of needing to have a payment gateway in the pharmacy. Because could you imagine that this particular application could also be used for in-store or self-checkout purposes when customers are in-store? Oh, absolutely. Uh, there's no, I mean, it's, it's there's no work really involved in turning uh what looks like what's on your phone into what's on a, a, an iPad built-in kiosk. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, scanning, the scanning functionality, we have uh, red laser built into our uh, our application, which is owned by eBay. Yeah. Um, and that access is the biggest product database on the planet. Um, yeah. So it's uh, it's obviously scanning um, prescriptions and, and QR codes and all that based around what our pharmacy scripts have. But uh, that, that same software that's built in can... Yeah, it's just flicking it over to another flow, which is the retail. Yeah, and yeah, it, it could certainly be turned into a point of sale scanner and a kiosk. No issues. I, 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 suppose, I suppose so long as it's a localized red laser, because uh, as some of our listeners who may have experienced the use of red laser, um, it was reasonably well publicized about 12 months ago that uh, customers of uh, of one of the big discount chains were using it inside their local pharmacies to price check um, uh, without obviously the need to having to go into the applications. And I think they were the only retailers that actually listed their prices on Red Laser. So, yeah, I suppose so long as when they scan a product in the pharmacy, it's not showing them, oh, you can go down the road and get a little bit cheaper. Well, there's two points there, Robert. First of all, uh, the Red Laser software is not actually the Red Laser app. It's just their um, okay. it's a mere amazing technology. So you actually become a developer and you pay quite a bit of money to get their, their code. Yep. And then you develop that to your own particular application. So we're not re- when I say we're using the Red Laser app, we're using their technology yep. um, in, the, in the ability for your particular application. So, yeah, we're not connected to their actual commercial arm of Red Laser. Um, and the second point you just mentioned, Al, people were inside a store using a red laser app to compare prices. Um, what I say to that is that 
hey, those customers are inside your store. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. You know, like for, for one reason or another, they actually walk into your store, right? So if they're in your store using a, 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 an iPhone to, to compare prices, then that's an opportunity for you to engage with that consumer, isn't it? Yeah. Why are they comparing prices? They're using a mobile phone. They're actually in your store. Why do they walk into your store? Was it for convenience or because they liked it? And then necessarily, if they're only walking, if they're walking out based on price, then there's there's an issue somewhere with regards to the business model, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, well, you've got to sort of look at these things uh, not negatively, but you've got to you've got to use them as a as a, a light bulb moment. Pharmacy. Well, that's exactly it because it would be a case of, well, obviously there wasn't any formal engagement or customer relevant uh, or centric engagement to that particular customer, whether that be a physical pharmacy assistant or pharmacist coming up to them and engaging them correctly um, or having the technology, you know, like your product to be able to engage them and send them a notification um, to, you know, make the purchase quite relevant to them um, based on their, you know, previous behaviour and um, their needs and wants that um, are well documented to the business. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the people that that, that came in in the particular scenario you mentioned, that opportunity there to engage with that customer, collect their mobile number, their email, their details, to be able to send them notifications, saying obviously they're a price conscious um, type consumer. Um, you have to have some sort of system in your business, be it wireless, be it some sort of um, application where you can connect that with that individual. Um, and engage with them in regards to, they're the, sure that they're checking price, but there's a lot of other things you, that you offer in your store hmm. um, that might be relevant to them. But the most important thing is you get them on your database and you analyze them, you find out who they are, you individualize them. So in next time you can actually target them. Um, you've, got to know, you've got to know who your customer is, mate. You've got to know who they are. Where they are absolutely, and and you also mentioned geo targeting. So, like, obviously that that's utilising the the GPS capability of the smartphone. But are you also for an in store capability looking to integrate with? I think you mentioned iBeacons uh, to be able to create different zones and different types of notifications based on the uh, customer's proximity. I, I think that. Um that's going to be really important, mate, um, because I was getting back to what I said before that you, you've got to now treat your customers as an individual because that's how they're behaving in, uh, these days in, in retail. They've all got their own phone. They, most of them now have been shown that the most important tool that people use now to, to shop or do, uh, do their commerce is their phone. Um, if you don't engage with the person through their phone, and that phone is an individual ID number, it's unique. So each phone's unique, which means each person who's holding that phone's unique, and you have to start a journey of understanding all the thousands of unique IDs that come into your pharmacy. Um, and through that, like you said, target those IDs through your um, push notifications or, or iBeacon platform to only drive um, specific areas of your pharmacy to that particular ID or that customer. Now, as the customer gets older or changes in life, their individual needs will change. I mean, the biggest change in my life was having kids, I suppose, you too, Robert. Yeah, yeah. Um, so all of a sudden, the, the baby department or the or the, the, the vitamin section or the pregnant mum or the, um, you know, with the with all the issues that they go through on that nine-month journey, I mean, that's, that they change. And you have to be able to have a database that can flip and flop and change and customise as quickly as, as a human does or, or as a, an ID. Yeah. So you have to have that, mate, Absolutely. Yeah, no, look, absolutely. And look, obviously, the, there's, there's a fine line, isn't there? And I think a lot of our customers are sometimes a little bit wary of the information and the data that we hold. But, you know, I think, I think by and large, you know, even looking at it personally, you know, when I'm targeted by an ad uh, from a website that I've, that I've visited, um, when I'm reading the news or something like that online, so long as it's relevant to actually what I'm actually looking at and what I'm looking to achieve, I don't mind being bombed with these things and I think customers are the same way um, in, in terms of what their wants and needs are because if you're going to offer them something that's going to get them something quicker or get them a better deal 
uh, I think they're pretty receptive to it. But if you're just going to be slamming them with generic offers um, of things that are not relevant, I think that's where the, uh, the tipping point's likely to be where we're going to get a customer revolt. Spot on. Absolutely. And ours, we have an alert button. So it's, it be it iBeacons or push notifications. I mean, you can switch that on and off. Um, based on um, if you want to be or, or you want to be alerted to things or you don't. So there's a button there for the individual to, to switch it on and off. So they control the connection. They control the information coming to them. Yeah. The second point um, that you made is it has to be um, relative to the individual. I mean, you can't be pushing out um, women's vitamins to a, to a middle-aged man sitting in a car in a traffic jam in the middle of Sydney. I mean, he's already frustrated <laughs> And angry. I mean, the last thing he wants to pop up on his phone is that sort of rubbish. So it has to be. It has to be uh, definitely targeted to the individual. Yeah, absolutely. It has to be relative. And the the third point I'd make is definitely the the, the capture of data is incredibly important. And in my situation, in my pharmacy, you you have to be transparent in regards to the security and the privacy of, of what you're doing. And if you if the customer actually gets a benefit um, if they give something you give something it's got to be a win-win scenario then you never have an issue with it mate yeah. um, if, if you're transparent in what you collect and how you use it and the benefit to the customer from that then um, in my experience in my story there's no issue there yeah, no, look, absolutely. And I think, as you say, it comes down to that data capture. And I guess that's where, you know, we spent a little bit of time a few weeks ago talking about customer databases and how loyalty programs capture that type of information. And if the loyalty programs run by a banner group, then you need to make sure you're getting access to the information they're collecting as well so that you can utilize it. So I guess to frame that for, for our listeners, if our if our if our listeners have a customer database, how are they able to, I guess, transport the insights of the purchase habits and even um, visitation habits into a platform such as yours, so that you can send the right offers at the right time? Well, when you start um, trying to develop your own customer um, relationship management platform, you have to do a little bit of. Um, uh, customer research, customer promotion. I mean, you've got to get their mobile number. You've got to get who they are to start with. You've got to get them to engage. Um, so that's the biggest thing first. You just, just by buying a software like Senderscript um, and saying to everybody, hey, I've got this wonderful uh, software or app, that's not going to do anything, as you know, Robert. You've got to actually, uh, one, believe in what you're doing. Your, your staff have to um, understand what you're doing. And every customer that comes in needs to know about it, um, needs to be explained to them what what the benefit to them is so they can sign up. I mean, you have to get them to uh, sign up to your platform before you can really um, utilise the benefits of it. And when you get that, then you can find out very easily uh, who they are, where they're from, targeting them with specific offers, um, maximising your own retail opportunity in your businesses, um, and as that time goes on and they engage, then your your CRM or customer relationship management platform will actually grow and develop. The more it's used, the better it becomes. So is SenderScript a CRM platform or do you integrate with pharmacy owners' existing um, databases of uh, customer information? Uh, SenderScript PostDeals is a CR, has a CRM platform, exactly. So I don't... Um, in my servers, etc., I'm, I'm a gateway. Every pharmacy has their own CRM platform, which all the information that, that from the application that gets used to their pharmacy is, is entered into that CRM, and I develop it for them, um, or the software developers develops it for them. Um, so they have access to it, mate, and uh, can use it on a, on a store level, exactly. Yep. So, so we develop their own CRM for them. So if they wanted to integrate it with anything pre-existing, is that something that's possible to do? Uh, you mean importing importing contacts and, and customer databases? Is that what you mean? Well, assuming like they, they might be running a loyalty platform which may be handed to them by their banner or they may already have purchased an independent one and they're, considering, get, they're going to continue running that program side by side next to something like SenderScript. Is there any way of getting that information merged one way or the other? 
Oh, absolutely. We have JSON links for all that. All, all you've got to really um, find out is if you're allowed to from the, the third party. Yeah. And I guess, and I guess you know the as we've spoken about probably a few times these uh, application uh, interfaces um, is really where obviously the, it facilitates that data flow so if the uh, if each of the programs called the API each one has one then it's probably going to be quite easy for the information to go backwards and forwards isn't it absolutely and that's the biggest problem in our software it's closed yeah. um, there are collaborations here today and it's the future I mean is it the world's very fast and things are happening and technology's going ballistic. I mean, you have to collaborate. You can't reinvent the wheel. Um, why would you want to anyway? Um, all we're about is, is satisfying our customers, um, running a, a, a business that's going to give us a return on investment. So why do we want to spend time developing software that's already been done? Why don't we just uh, you know, pay subscriptions to whatever's existing and, and join them up, make our mm. own Lego set, you know, dependent on our own pharmacy. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great metaphor, you know, when, when things do connect together, it just simplifies everything. I don't think anyone likes having to enter the same uh, prescription information once into a dispense and then once into a medication management platform and then once perhaps into a CRM platform just so that you can do your reporting around it, which is, uh, you know, quite silly and there's not too many pharmacies that actually have that uh, manual labour capabilities. But I guess... It was We've gone to a reasonably high level as to where SenderScript can take pharmacy businesses and the functionality. But just coming back to those that are really starting to, you know, get that in in recent episodes, we've spoken about them having web platforms and the idea of them having e-commerce platforms and now even a mobile platform. What types of things would you be recommending to our listeners, Fabian, to, I guess, get their processes right first before they start implementing or even as they're ready? to be implementing um, this type of platform? Um, just, just quickly, I think it's very exciting um, about the development of, of smartphones for, for pharmacy and for, for most bricks-and-mortar businesses because there was a period there, I suppose, 10 years ago where everyone was thinking that, that just the website phenomenon was going to really smash our, our revenue um, and the... Uh, what mobile's actually done is it's actually brought um, the online e-commerce world into bricks and mortar businesses, and it's really making <clears throat> a point. They call it obviously the omni-channel, and it's making uh, that being bricks and mortar only, or being uh, having a website only, or e-commerce is becoming redundant, and you need to actually um, have all those options within your business. But the best part of it is that it's driven from a bricks and mortar store. It's still driven from people, if they need to, can come in and see you face to face and engage with you. Um, and that's exciting. So I think there's a wonderful future for retail pharmacy um, because this whole phenomenon of smartphones and mobile, Robert, is actually benefiting us. Yeah. Because as it's shown in research, <clears throat> um, yeah, most of the people that use mobile um, as, as a part of their shopping, actually six times more than people that don't use mobile spend six times more money inside your store than people who don't um, engage with your uh, your farmers or your business through a mobile phone. I mean, that's pretty powerful stuff. Yeah. Not only are they taking your offers through a mobile phone and paying with mobile payments, etc., but they're actually using that um, to become loyal customers of your business and actually going into your store and either redeeming coupons or promo that you're doing, but also wanting to use your services and your personal, um, you know, if they wanted to talk to you personally about services or engage with you face-to-face, you're driving them into your store through mobile. Yeah, They're spending six times more money, mate. So and and, and I think a wonderful thing. And I think at the at the at the crux of that, you know, when when our listeners are thinking about, well, how is that relevant to me now? Is that you're able to do so much more for your customers with less resources and time by leveraging this type of technology. And you know, for platforms such as yours, you know, the technology is available for them to literally just plug into. They don't need to do the hard yards as you have over the last three and a half years to develop it. It is available for them. Here here and now to take advantage of that and to allow their customers to be well known to them 
in either a digital or a physical environment and really create that hybrid that we talk about? Well, without going into specifics, we, we did a, um, a bit of an IT analysis of our business and we'd send a script and we believe we could wipe out 75% of the software costs and um, support invoices that are received by my store, 75%. So that's a massive reduction. Yeah. In, in what, what it costs us today to run the type of um, software we have in our stores. Now, that's, cer- that's, certainly, that's the bottom line, isn't it? Certainly that's, very that's significant. And, and again, you know, every saving you make in your operating costs, you know, it's tax-free and it goes straight to your bottom line. Well, as my accountant tells me, every dollar <laughs> is worth six times the amount of sales. So every dollar you save, if you save 100 bucks, then that's $600 of, of sales through the till. Yeah. So... Um, if you're going to save ten grand a year off your IT, that's nearly sixty grand of sales. I mean, just that's big dollars, mate. Well, absolutely, and I think for the probably the average pharmacy, the last round of PBS reforms probably would have reflected about that amount. So, it's, oh, it did not October hurt. Yeah, yeah. What happened in your store? But geez, we yeah. noticed it. We well, noticed it come November. Well, absolutely, and it just forces us into you know that common conversation that we do when we sit down and look at our strategy of our businesses of how do we do more with less, and uh, you know this is another one of those opportunities that uh, we do have, and like you say, that uh, customers are already walking around with them, they're engaged by other retail industries, so ultimately they're probably already trained around these mobile processes, so that we're not actually having to get the mobile engagement hat out of the way for them to take advantage of it and they're able to just say, hey, the pharmacy's just the, new, the next new kid on the block with a, a mobile process and we're primed to take advantage of that. But I guess, I guess, Fabian, what I wanted to ask you, and I know this probably won't be too, too big a stretch for you, is I know you've got some great plans and visions for where you want to take SenderScript, but what would be, the, I guess, the biggest game-changing technology that if time and resources were no barrier, would you love to implement in pharmacies today? And you may have already mentioned it on this show, by the way. Oh, definitely <laughs> um, getting everyone around the table and embracing paperless prescriptions. I mean, the whole... The whole weekly routine of signing hundreds of prescriptions, tallying them up, putting them in a box, posting them off, chasing Owens, dealing with, uh, you know, that whole administration is a nightmare. And in 2014, 2015, it just shouldn't exist. You know, um, we should at least have an option for paperless scripts anyway. That that would be my... um, that would put smiles on all our faces. <laughs> uh, look, I, I think what so. Do you, what do you reckon? Well, I, mean, I, could, I could show you some photos of, of faxes that I've got from a, from a um, hospital. And I showed uh, the guy from Guild Insurance. And I said, mate, where's my indemnity looking at that thing? I mean, I need an app. I've got to get a magnifying glass <laughs> to go and try and find out how many doses a day this doctor wants this person to have. Because it's just an absolute... Um, it's It's... I could probably understand my five-year-old daughter's um, pictures of her, you know, that she's done in, in preschool or drawing her family than I could some of those med charts that get faxed to us. Uh, well, well I, I think it's always a bit of a joke whenever um, you know family members come in and visit you in the pharmacy and they look at some of the written prescriptions that you've got there and they're going how the hell do you read that and, and it's like well I know this doctor he's, he's had the same type of thing we've seen the same thing so I know what he wants and uh you don't want to be guessing, and I know that our patients don't want it to be to want us to be best guessing either. And uh, it, the capabilities are already there to, for us to streamline it and make it all work so much easier, and hopefully just reduce all of this medication misadventure. We keep seeing these statistics come out every year of what happens when transcription errors have come up and what what type of adverse events have happened as a result. Well. They've got the capability of wiping it out. It just needs a bit more of a push. So I know that uh, we're, 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 well, we're going to be well-versed with you uh, at the forefront of that. And, uh, and certainly I hope that all of the uh, bodies involved take more attention and uh, obviously listen to you a bit more and uh, you know, get stuck in. Well, I think that's the game changer, mate. It's paperless scripts. I think to put a smile on most pharmacy owners and, and dispensary assistance faces, that would be the, the number one thing I would... I, I would love to see happen and then from there mate mobile and 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 online everything else will just go through the roof honestly 
if that if that burden of of, of administration is taken out, I'm taken off our hands. Well, it's just another one of these things that uh, stop us from having longer conversations with our patients because we've got to manage the administration around it and you take that away. And again, it's another very big key to a patient-centric pharmacy, which, you know, as we talk about on this show, is really the sustainable competitive advantage available to any, any community pharmacy in this country and all around the world. It's also embarrassing. You know, people who are tech savvy or come into your pharmacy who use their phones in other industries or order their, their groceries online or whatever else, they, they're, they're gobsmacked when they have to stand there and listen, oh, do you mind if I ring the doctor? I can't read this. Or, you know, when, they, when you're dealing with that, that paperless um, issue, oh, the, sorry, the paper issue, it, it's embarrassing in some cases with, with some of the consumers that you have to ask to wait for a while while you sort it out. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and hopefully we'll get there very, very quickly. And I know that with you pushing it, we'll certainly have it. Fabian, and, and you pushing it, mate. And yeah. And your wonderful show and all, the, and all your, um, your guests. Uh, I, I hope Pharmacianas uh, really get onto your program because I certainly listen to your podcast and learn a lot from them. Um, you've got some wonderful guests uh, who have given me a lot of ideas. Uh, you're very, very kind. Uh, thank you. And uh, Fabian, we look forward to following uh, Sender Scripts' view, um, um, journey on the way to Christmas and I look forward to uh, testing it out myself and uh, look forward to having you back in the not too distant future. Love to be on your show again, Robert. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Well, isn't it brilliant to hear a pharmacy owner taking action and controlling his own destiny? And uh, I dare say not many of us have been in the same boat as Fabian, where we've uh, gone away, found a software developer and created a solution off our own bat, which is a remarkable story. But certainly one that we can all take away from the point of taking action rather than letting things happen to us and just assuming that the rules are there the way they always have been and always should be. So three key learnings. Well, there's so much to take away because we can cast an eye to the future. We can look back. We can look at our current processes and we can really find some great opportunities that are starting to emerge in mobile healthcare. So my three key learnings, the first one really came down from when Fabian conceived the idea. There was a massive problem and there continues to be a massive problem in our businesses with regards to how we're handling our paper prescriptions. There's a lot of inefficiency. We bear a lot of frustration from our GPs every time we have to send owing prescriptions if we're in a nursing home business or even in a regular basis as well. They don't like it. We don't like it. So we need to do whatever we can do to try and instigate the change however possible we can. So we need to take action in that but also take advantage of what's available to us. Now, it was a great answer that Fabian gave me when I asked him about all the different products that we're seeing in this space at the moment. ERX Express, MedAdvisor, Health Notes, and also Senderscript. And it's really a case of how about we use all of them? And, and, and that would be an interesting topic considering it could have been very easily to say, Senderscript's the only app that you're gonna need. Because in reality, our customers want to communicate with us through all different means. And if they want to utilize those different applications, then we should be encouraging them to use whatever it is because it's going to make our lives easier and certainly their lives easier if they're choosing to interact and not to try and buck them into one specific communication stream. So we've got some great insights from Ashley Folting from Health Notes as to how we can even use landlines. Josh from MedAdvisor also shared how you know that platform provides some great insights for our customers to be able to control their medications rather than always having to rely on us to find out how many repeats are left and really controlling it, particularly when you may be in a, a carer for an older patient as well. And also Paul from Fred also shared how ERX is evolving as well and how the cloud has been has enabled them to leverage that platform so terrifically well that it's got so such great engagement already. So the lesson from that is realistically to listen, but to use all the tools to try to remove the paper prescription and make our processes easier. And it will get easier as we move through. Whew, big learning that one. But number two is around mobile payments and embracing it into our pharmacies. There's such great opportunity to streamline a lot of our processes around payments. And as we were talking about with 
Fabian, these mobile payments that will be available through SenderScript has the ability to enable a self-checkout in our pharmacy. Now, there's obviously a lot of logistics, a lot of, tr- a lot of tr- security issues that we may need to consider with all of that, but what an amazing thing if we're able to even utilize a store iPad or a store, store kiosk to be able to check them out from anywhere at any point in the store rather than typically just through the checkout at the front at the store, which is pretty typical and utilizing the technology that's available within these apps. So you mentioned Red Laser around the barcode scanning functionality. Simon Herford from USAVE gave us some great examples of how they're using QR codes that we spoke about in a previous episode. And we also look at how we can utilize iBeacons. We've spoken a lot this year about iBeacons and realizing that we can really come to personalize our interactions with customers. And that even ties further back into our previous discussion around creating a customer database. That database will be the center pin that enables products like SenderScript and also the loyalty platforms to really come into their own and be able to deliver you strategic targeted insights about your patients so that you can make them feel 100% special knowing that the solutions you're recommended are 100% tailored for them. And also making sure that we've got a great CRM platform so that we're capturing those details. We did just touch on the need for a customer database, but it's important that we need that we have that. And that's the fundamental process that drives everything. So if you already got customer database, as we've spoken about in previous episodes, it's really important you're starting to look at the detail in there as well. If your loyalty platform gives you analytics about segmenting those customers into different groups, that can enable you to create targeted promotions that can be pushed out to your customers via apps like SenderScript. And what a fantastic opportunity that you'd have to have one of your patients in your pharmacy interacting with different areas of the store and you being able to reward them for their loyalty, but also for their targeted interest in a specific category. It might be mother and baby, father comes into the pharmacy and may have just they've just had their first child and he's looking for nappies and you present him with an offer for discounted nappies or it might even be to have an appointment with the mothercraft nurse in the pharmacy as well to really get a better understanding as to what's actually happening in the evolution of his first child so what a fantastic opportunity this opportunity will continue to grow so we need to embrace it we need to understand the fundamentals but fantastic and uh, really look forward to seeing how SenderScript go when they relaunch closer to Christmas. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Transformation. We've got some great interviews coming up. We've got high-tech, high-touch selling, which is very akin to how Apple operate. We've got how technology has transformed one of the best-known pharmacy accountants in Australia. And also how we can have virtual customers and literally they show up and give us our prescriptions before we even open the pharmacy. A lot coming your way, so stay tuned for that. Just remember, we've also got the ability for you to win a fantastic prize by asking our guest Fabian McCann today any question around mobile prescriptions, retail, paperless prescriptions, you name it. We covered so much today and I know that he's very, very keen to answer your questions and the best one will win a 12-month subscription to SenderScript, which is a fantastic offer as well as the 2015 Transformation Bundle. Got some big things coming your way in 2015 as well. There was a great announcement a few weeks ago about the Gadget Show that's coming to Melbourne in July next year. And as I put out a couple of posts on social media, I'm looking to take a group through that show. And uh, if you're interested, please send me an email at robert at robertstar.com or just hit me up on social media and I can pop your name down as an interested person to come along to that. It's going to be a great event. Some of the biggest consumer tech retailers are coming to Melbourne next year. I know you're going to love it. So... As always, make sure you leave a comment in the show notes. I read and respond to every single one of them, and obviously Fabian will too, and you may even take home that fantastic prize. Have a great week, everyone, and I look forward to speaking to you again next week. Bye for now.